welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello everybody, how are you doing today? In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art, a 5th degree master in the Taekwondo Martial Art. I am a brown sash in Kung Fu, and I've been training for over 3 years in Kabuto Weapons. And I'm here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid Universe including the Cobra Kai Netflix show. So, um, in watching the uh, Karate Kid and Cobra Kai shows, I noticed that the um, uh, that they have paper-thin exterior walls in the Miyagi-Do um, house and studio, and all wood interiors, which does not lend itself too well to very much insulation. Now, um, I've uh, lived in Santa Monica, California before for a few years, and I could testify that it was uh, cool at night and not too hot during the day. It was very temperate. And the reason why was because of the uh, Pacific Ocean breeze. So the temperatures were mild enough that insulation may not be much of an issue. Okay, But in other parts of the country, and in real life, not including television shows or movies, it is. It's a big deal. So the topic today is insulation. Okay, so insulation. Now a little uh, personal history on this. Uh, before the, um, I wanted to do this topic before the winter was done, and I wanted to um, to talk about how to insulate your home or business. Now, um, in uh, our distant uh, past, we owned a farmhouse. Okay, which had we found out later on had zero insulation in it. And the heating bills were outrageous. Now, um, when I bought this new studio, um, it was also an old building. And then when I opened up the walls, I found out that it had no insulation as well. Okay? So um, I had to spend the time, the money, and the energy in retrofitting insulation for it. Okay? So the work task today is how to do insulation. Okay? Just like... Uh, Mr. Miyagi was here today, and he would be telling you guys how to, uh, how to put insulation in a building. Now, um, just a note here, it, um, it's not something that you really want to spend money on, okay? But you have to do it, okay? Otherwise, uh, your heating and cooling bills are just outrageous, and your money goes, your heat, heat and cool goes right out the windows, okay? Or out the ceiling, the roof. Um, first, you have to choose which type of insulation you want to use, okay? Um, in this, uh, this particular studio, I used a lot of uh, rigid board. So we'll talk about rigid board first. Now, rigid board is a, um, a foam, styrofoam type board, uh, usually made out of plastic. Um, and it works pretty well. We used it at home when I was a kid in the basement, um, but we used it here as well. Uh, what you do is you take this rigid board, you measure your opening. So if it's 16 inches wide, then you cut yourself a 16 inch wide one, and then however long it is, so if it's eight foot high, you, you you'd, uh, do an eight foot high by 16 inches, and you take your, uh, you measure it, make your line, cut it, okay? Then you fit it into the space. Usually, I try to make it so it's, um, so it's tight. Um, I don't like it when it's really loose. Um, and then you would uh, put a little glue on the back of it, and then press it uh, with both hands into the space, okay? Now, sometimes, uh, especially when I used it on the ceiling, um, I had to use um, 
some screws with a uh, big plastic washers that would uh, grip the uh, rigid board and keep it in place. So you have to use a screw and washer sometimes. Okay, sometimes you would luck out and you wouldn't have to. Then uh, after you're done, you take the seams and you put a, you'd uh, seal them up with foil tape. Okay, so that's the, the rigid board, plain and simple. Okay, it's very time consuming because you have to do all the cutting. Okay, and it usually makes a lot of mess because of the uh, debris from cutting. So you have to vacuum it up when you're done. Okay, so that's rigid board. Now, um, depending on how you have your walls, like if you have your two by fours, and some of these interior walls, I had two by fours um, faced uh, on them, so I could uh, uh, ram set them in into the into the concrete wall. So that would give me a width of a, of an inch and a half. Okay, so or other walls where I had the two by four sideways gave me a width of three and a half, so I was able to put two inch um, insulation in those walls. Okay. Now, the thicker, of course, insulation that you use, the more of the R value that you have. And R value is important because that tells you how much it's going to be a thermal barrier against heat loss or cold loss. Okay? Um, but it's important to have some because if you don't have any, then you have a big problem. Okay? Then in the interior walls in here, um, the 2x4s were sideways, so I was able to put in regular um, fiberglass insulation. Okay, now fiberglass insulation I did when I was a kid as well, and here, okay. It's very simple, you just kind of roll it into the uh, bat area, and then you use a stapler using a T T50 stapler, and just go ahead and uh, staple it on the inside of the wood, okay. And then it's all nice and looks good when you're done. You can go ahead and use tape to seal um, the areas to make sure that there's no uh, heat loss. And then uh, you can cover it up with drywall when you're done. Okay, so fiberglass insulation is a little bit easier because it's less cutting. I just use a pair of scissors. Okay, um, but all these today are going to be covered up when you're done with some sheetrock or drywall. There's another name for drywall. Okay, then you'd uh, you know of course um, plaster the um, mud the um, cracks and then paint it when you're done. So it provides a nice barrier and your insulation is tucked away and uh, hidden. Then also, too, in, in this particular studio, um, and some people use it at, on their homes as well, is the spray foam, okay? Now, I've had good luck with spray foam, and I've had bad luck with spray foam, so you have to be very careful how you do it. Now, I did hire someone to foam spray the ceiling in my studio, professionals. Um, it's very costly, but it was a way to do it so that I could have 10-foot ceilings um, for the studio to make it more, more uh, bigger and more airy. Um, and then the drop ceiling was already damaged when I got here, so I just took it out. So, um, But the uh, spray foam works pretty good, and I used uh, some of it on my own as well. And you just got to make sure that you uh, fill the entire area, seal it up good, and then um, when you're done, you have to paint it, okay, to make it look nice. Because it can be a little unsightly if you don't paint it, um, because it looks, you know, when I first got it done, it made my ceiling look really bad. And then when I painted it the same color as the rafters and everything else, it looked really good. It kind of disappears into the into the, the woodwork, so to speak, and it ends up looking really, really nice. Okay, but you want to make sure you always, as your you know, as your your house, basement, uh, business, you want to always take a take a you know a look around and see where your cold spots are. I have a thermometer uh, that I carry around the studio. Um, I have it in different spots. I can check 
uh, whether or not it's a cold zone in here, and you can go through and make sure that everything's sealed, um, that your warmth is protected, and that you, uh, you keep things um, uh, uh, energy efficient, okay, energy efficient, okay? Now, I will tell you this, the spray foam does hurt your hand a lot when you're spraying that nozzle down, so you get a little grip strength practice. I had to keep on switching hands when I was, uh, when I was doing it. So, But then, uh, as I said, just make sure you paint everything when you're done just to make sure it looks all professional and uh, all sealed, cut and sealed. Okay, so that's pretty much the, um, the work task in, um, in a nutshell. So you develop some hand strength, you work on your palm skills um, because of the, um, the pressing of the, um, the foam. Now, Oh, one thing I, I forgot to mention as well is that um, you can do uh, throw-in or loose-fill insulation. We did some of that here, okay? There was some, some space behind the um, first layer, and um, my wife and I went in there and, and threw the, uh, the cellulose behind it to give us a double uh, width of foam insulation. So we got a uh, R value of 9 from the um, rigid board, 8 or 9, and then we got um, another bump up maybe another um, five or, or so or six from the cellulose we put in there to give us a total R value of about, you know, around um, 13 to 19, somewhere in that range, probably a nice 15. And then the ceilings, you can want an R value of uh, 30. Okay, so I had an R value of probably about 25 or 30 um, in most of the ceiling here. So um, that's just a, a, a guideline. Most people like 13 to 19 in the walls and uh, 25 to 30 or 38 in the ceiling, okay? Now, one thing I can, before we move on to our martial art practice, one thing I can testify is, is that, like, when we had the farmhouse, for example, um, the energy bills were like five, 600 a, a month, okay? So that gives you an idea. And that's before energy prices went up, like they are now. Um, energy prices for this place, this is a 3,300 square foot place. Energy bills for this place are very mild. They're like usually less than like 200 and some change, okay? So I think we did a pretty good job with insulating. And you can see the big di difference that you do. So like, for example, um, if you want to do the quick math, I'm always a numbers guy. So do a quick math and you say to yourself, you know, I spent, you know, um, let's say 10K, 10,000 on my insulation for my house. And he was like, wow, that's a lot of money. And, you know, um, but then you take it and you say um, that I would have spent like $250 more a month for energy had I not done that. And then you can go ahead and start doing the math. Okay. So like, for example, just for fun here, while we're, you know, you know, doing the, the, the uh, podcast, just to give you an example, it's $3,000 a year. Okay. So in three years, you can make your money back. Okay. So it's just something to invest in. And then you see that over time, it's going to be a lot better. Okay, so let's move on to martial art practice. Now in our martial art practice for insulation, our physical training, we want to talk about the cushion of air. Okay, this is a topic. I use it while driving. When I do drive long distances, I like to, you know, enjoy myself and um, not have to be so rush-rush when I'm driving. So I like to keep a cushion of air around me. So I don't want anybody in front of me, don't want anybody next to me, don't want anybody behind me. Okay, so that's my, my favorite way to drive when I'm driving long distances across country. So I want to keep my, maintain my cushion of air. Okay, so like, for example, if the Cars ahead of me are, are going, um, you know, um, I, I'll, I'll back down my speed a little bit or I'll increase my speed a little bit just to keep, just to keep in that area where I'm not in the, in driving terms, called the wolf pack. I don't want to be in any kind of wolf pack. I want to be um, protecting 
with the with the cushion of air. Now, the cushion of air while driving also applies in martial arts. Um, I call it the uh, cushion of air defense protection. Okay, so you want to make sure that you have a proper defense protection. Now, one of the ways you can do that is by um, maintaining a certain personal space. Okay, and remember that nobody enters your personal space without your permission. Okay, um, so here's a quite here's a an idea. So um, I've been teaching a long time, and one of the things I noticed is that um, is that um, when kids are younger, they're like magnet. They like want to be right next to each other. Okay, so like um, this after school program we teach, um, all the front row is all the smaller kids, and all the smaller kids are all right next to each other. So when they go to kick or punch, they're like almost hitting the person next to them. Then the kids in the back that are like you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve, um, they have a, they want to be further apart. Okay, because they understand the concept of personal space. Okay. So just remember, especially as you get older, that uh, nobody enters your personal space without your permission. Okay. Um, so a technique that you can use to maintain that personal space is our very famous double palm strike. Okay. So you do a palm strike technique, but you do it with both hands at the same time. You can typically do it from a right or left stance, but you can also do it from a ready stance as well. Okay, so a parallel ready stance you can do it from. You can do a double palm strike, making sure that you use your hip, your uh, shoulders, chest stretch to get the maximum push away. Okay, now the reason why I picked this one today is because in schools and also in life, some people could say there's some ambiguity over whether or not the double palm strike is a push or a strike. Okay, you can use that to your advantage. Okay, so if someone enters your personal space, you can do a double palm strike. Hey, I just pushed him away. Okay, so that helps you too, especially when uh, getting into a, a tough school situation or a tough life situation that no strikes were officially thrown or no kicks were officially thrown. It was just simply a pushback. But we know, being martial artists, that it can be a palm strike. Okay. So it can be one of those ambiguous things that you can use to your advantage to get someone to back up without starting a big fight. But when you have to defend yourself, you have to do whatever you need to do to defend yourself. So you can't be afraid of that, but it's just one of those things that you can kind of use in your back pocket. Okay? So double palm strike. Practice that about 10 times. We do it in our Kung Fu class. It's a lot of fun. Now. One of the things that I, um, we do in class two is we do a, a drill in our defense drill slash sparring where you um, kind of give a warning that you don't want them to enter your personal space. Okay. Now, instead of pushing them forward in an aggressive manner, you kind of take one hand and push yourself back. Okay. And I call that the pushback. Okay. So you kind of step sideways. And push yourself back with one hand using a light palm strike to say, look, you know, I don't want you to enter my personal space. I've backed up and I would, would be, um, you know, I'd be, um, I'd be obliged to not enter my, my, any more of my personal space. Okay. And then from there, if they enter your personal space, then you can do what we teach you, of course, which is the uh, stopping kick of some kind. Okay. 
but the pushback is a great movement to do, okay? Because you're not really pushing them hard, you're simply pushing yourself away, okay? So remember that pushback. That's a fun, fun one, okay? You can practice that one at home as well. Um, one thing I'll add to that, um, one thing I, I taught last night as I was teaching, in our martial art, we teach a white belt senior pattern, and the white belt senior pattern has a turn to it. And I noticed when I was teaching it last night that the turn is very similar to a Mr. Miyagi step dodge way. Okay, so when we do that, that uh, two-step turn, you can teach it in a one-step turn, okay, like we used to teach back in the olden days. And the one-step turn is a Mr. Miyagi diversion technique. So when someone's running at you or aggressively coming at you, you can take your back leg and you can, you can uh, slide it behind you so that it gets you into a right stance. For example, if you're in a right stance, you slide the back of the left leg around, you're in a right stance facing a different direction, and the person goes right past you, okay? And you see that at the end of the, uh, you know, um, it's the end? No, the beginning of the Karate Kid Part 2, which is supposed to be the end of the Karate Kid Part 1, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. A little bit of uh, Karate Kid uh, Master Dojo trivia for you today, okay? The ending, of the beginning of the Karate Kid Part 2, where... Uh, Sensei Kreese punches Mr. Miyagi and he misses and he hits the car window, okay? Um, that was supposed to be the ending of the Karate Kid Part 1, but instead they ended it with the kick and Mr. Miyagi and stuff like that, bowing and smiling and stuff like that. So, uh, But that's a little trivia for you. But um, that's what that movement's for. So you get out of the way, someone goes past you, see you later, and with a kick or a punch, and they miss you, okay? So that keeps them out of your personal space. Now, the mental training for insulation is a circle wall of strong will. Okay, a circle wall of strong will. You always want to be aware of the space around you. And what we're talking about today is that martial artists are aware of their surroundings and can react appropriately. Okay? And in the mental training, it is to be respectful to get out of the way for people that are trying to get around you or are behind you trying to get, you know, in front of you. Okay? Many people just throw their space around, and it's kind of selfish for not caring about others, okay? Now, maybe I do this too much, but I always be, I'm always conscientious of someone trying to, like if I'm down an aisle of a store, I don't stand right in the middle of it to block it. I will, like, get off to the side so that someone can go through. I do this when we go to tourist attractions, uh, like go to an aquarium. I don't like when, um, sometimes you, you can't, do it too much because you end up not seeing anything. But yeah, I'm always aware of people being around me, you know, especially in um, I'm driving and I'm trying to go down uh, like at a parking lot and there's people that are walking their cart right in the middle, really slow. Okay. And they don't care. They don't care about anybody around. They don't care that you're, that they're in the way. Um, some people do it in the store where they stop their cart right in the middle of the aisle and you're trying to get through with your cart. And it's like, get out of the way, dude, you know, and um, they don't care. So I like martial artists to be a little bit more respectful. That's why we're including this in our mental training today. That if someone's like, you know, in front of you or um, you're trying to get around them, that you're more courteous as well, okay? And maybe I could work on the, um, the tapping of my foot to go around them as well, you know, because, you know, but I know that's hard, especially when you're in a rush to get things done. Okay, so remember, martial artists are aware of their surroundings and can react appropriately. Even doesn't matter if it's a martial art self-defense situation or if it is um, 
you know, being a aware of others courtesy situation. Okay. Okay, so the technique of the week is one top is one one of the um, the techniques that we were uh, going to talk about during our physical training today. Okay, and that is the overcrank of a spinning kick. Okay, so like for example, uh, one of the things you can do for your cushion of air is you can do it Bruce Lee style. Okay. Overcrank like a spinning reverse swing kick or a spinning hook kick, or to overcrank an a outside crescent kick. To overcrank an outside crescent kick, and a lot of times in movies they use those kicks to kind of hit two or three people. So we're going to use it for fun here today to say you can use this kind of technique as well to um, to keep everybody around you off you. Okay, so a spinning reverse swing kick, spinning hook or a spinning outside crescent kick are great kicks to do. And that is our technique of the week, overcranking of a catch-all spinning kick moves. Okay, so that's the technique of the week. So go ahead and uh, keep on practicing that if you're high enough rank. Our secret phrase of the week is cushion of protection. Okay, so instead of a cushion of air that I use while driving, the cushion of protection is what you use in martial arts. And that's what insulates you against harm, okay? Just like the insulation of a building. Okay, well, um, let's wrap things up here. You guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed a lot today. Uh, remember that we're here every week learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity because you're getting things done, and a better world. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your week and the rest of your day. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.